This weekend marks the 10th anniversary of the collapse of Lehman Brothers and the beginning of a financial crisis that sent shockwaves across the global economies. But a decade later, are we better off than we were then? Or is there another looming bubble out there we might not be ready for? This is TikTok. I'm Dave Myers. Joining me today to take a look back and a look forward is Bloomberg News Executive Editor Joe Weisenthal. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me. So September 15 marks 10 years since Lehman's fall. Take us back. Where were you that day, and what was it like? I, you know what? I think I was on my honeymoon, and I think I remember watching the news from halfway around the earth, and I'm like, oh, it's like the entire U.S. financial system is going up in smoke. I don't know the exact day. Maybe it was the day I got back around then, but I have a distinct memory that week sort of watching the news on like the BBC, and I was like, oh, I guess the U.S. banking system is just disintegrating. So we only have 10 minutes in this podcast, yeah. so in 60 seconds or less, what happened 10 years ago? So a lot of people talk about a bubble bursting and so forth, but what really happened is a run on the banking system. And what people discovered was that the banking system was a lot more broad and diverse than what people think of as banks. And so we think of banks as places with deposits mm -hmm. or business deposits or whatever. And what had actually been built up was something called the shadow banks, where all kinds of hedge funds and less regulated investment banks had performed banking-like services in which they were essentially borrowing money on the wholesale market very cheaply and then relending it out. And that experienced uh, a run like we had never seen. There were fundamental conditions that made people nervous, including the decline in the housing market, which that had started a couple of years earlier. But people essentially realizing that there were a lot of assets backed by not that much. And so Lehman sort of was the first real run on the bank as its creditors and partners sort of pulled back their financing. And that's what really sort of got things going. So back then when this is all happening, what, what was being done to fix the problem and, and get the economy, the global economy, back on track? Well, we had seen rate cuts um, that year, and so there was some hope from the Federal Reserve uh, that maybe they could just sort of stimulate the market that way. I think there was a tax cut at some point. Uh, but the truth is that there was not very much done. It was a mm. bit of a slow-moving wreck, and the leaders in Washington really wanted the market to figure it out on its own. And there was a lot of enthusiasm for letting Lehman fail on this idea that the best thing that could ha happen maybe to the market would be a signal from Washington that uh, banks could fail and that the market would deal with it. And that turned out to be a pretty big miscalculation. Wow. So, so let's jump forward 10 years. Yeah. How are we doing now? I, I think we're doing much better. Um, there are still scars from the crisis no doubt. Uh, I think many people would say that pockets of the country that have not fully recovered, the labor market has only just got back mm -hmm. to levels that people would call full employment. Growth remains sluggish. But in terms of financial stability, I would say we're probably a lot better. Household balance sheets are far less levered than they were during 2005, 2006, when people used to talk about using their homes as an ATM, <laughs> taking cash out of their equity. You do not see much household leverage these days. And uh, the financial system, I think, is uh, significantly healthier. U.S. banks have been uh, rapidly recapitalized. And uh, lending has remained fairly conservative. You don't see, at least I don't think most people see, hmm. a whole lot of uh, excess on lending. And, of course, that's what how uh, banks really hurt themselves. So is there any any... That's a lot of levers that were pulled yeah. to fix up. Is there any one lever that was pulled that kind of got it all back in line? Well, the Fed was incredibly aggressive. 
by historical standards, and there was a pretty uh, significant fiscal boost. There was the uh, you know, sort of immediate recovery act that the Obama administration signed, uh, the stimulus, as people mm-hmm. remembered. But even beyond that, um, government in the U.S. and elsewhere have run pretty massive deficits. And when the government runs a deficit, that allows other parts of the economy to save money. Because uh, it's all just sort of one gigantic balance sheet. So if one uh, if one part of the economy is saving less, other account- parts of the economy is save more. That's sort of what is uh, put a floor and given some stability to mm-hmm. the market. So is there a next Lehman Brothers? Is mm. there another bubble that you're watching that that could burst that might cause another setback? Well, there's always another bubble out there, and there's going to be another Lehman one day. Uh, I would be lying if I had some clear <laughs> idea of what it is. And I think, if anything, this could be one of those famous last words thing. But look, we've had in the last century basically two big crises. There was the Great Depression and the financial crises. They don't come that often. And I think because it's still so raw and fresh in our memories, we're always looking out for the next one, the next Lehman, the next market crash, the next bubble. It could happen, but I think it's probably going to – I think we might have to wait a while because I just think that these things tend to be spaced out a bit mm-hmm. more than they – and we tend to always be worried about the last thing that happened happening again. The economists that you follow on Twitter yeah. or that you talk to or whose notes you read, yeah. what, did, what are they watching? I think the general view right now is that the economy is the strongest it's been since the crisis, but – there's a lot of worries that the government or the Fed could screw it up. So there's concerns <laughs> that uh, rate hikes might pull the rug out from under the economy. Uh, even uh, Chairman Powell is concerned about this because there isn't much inflation. And so he wants to make sure that if they do hike rates, that they're not sort of shooting the economy in the foot right as a lot of people are starting to experience the benefits. And then, of course, the anxieties about trade. Although people have been warning about trade and investment-related slowdown from the tariffs, and the truth is that so far uh, there's been very little real-world or financial market reaction in the U.S. to any of the trade actions we've seen so far. So are we safer now and more prepared than we were 10 years ago? Yeah, I think I think we definitely are. I mean, the problem is that the next crisis won't look like the last one, and so we're certainly. Uh, probably safer from a run on the banking system than we were in 2008, but we don't know what the next one will look like. And so the tools that we have and the expectations we have and the assumptions about policy response may not be adequate for whatever emerges next. But you kind of alluded to this earlier. It's just a matter of time until the next global financial crisis strikes. Right, because humans are humans. And so they're uh, what before you get a crisis, you have to have exuberance. You have to have huge amounts of money being lent or invested in ways that are just completely irresponsible or reckless. And I think right now, you can find little bubblets here and there. You say, oh, there's the cannabis bubble <laughs> or the crypto bubble or whatever it is. But these aren't the type of things that exist at the scale, I think, to cause real uh, systemic problems. Bloomberg News Executive Editor Joe Weisenthal, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Make sure to follow Joe on Twitter. He's at The Stalwart. That's a TikTok for today. Thanks for listening. And please head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm Dave Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers. And you can get all your updates on Twitter 24-7 at TikTok.